And then as the superintendent or the CEO, I was listening for areas where leaders were stuck. And through this process, I was able to work one-on-one with leaders to support them, to grow them, and to strengthen them. And so I'm proud because instead of defaulting to crisis mode, or management mode, our hardwired work and installment of evidence-based leadership allowed me to keep developing our leaders as they were leading through the crisis. Hello, everyone. Welcome to today's Accelerate Your Performance podcast. I'm your host, Janet Pilcher. Thanks for having a desire to be your best at work and help your organization achieve success. This podcast is all about actions we can take to improve workplace culture and achieve results, and they're all aligned to our nine principles for organizational excellence. For the past few weeks, I've had the pleasure of hosting authors featured in the AASA School Administrator Magazine, the April issue. Joining me again on our show today is Superintendent Ryan Carpenter of Estacada School District in Oregon. Ryan was a guest on our show in July of 2020 on episodes 97 and 98, focused around how his district started its continuous improvement journey. Today, Ryan will update us on how Estacada School District has remained resilient through complex challenges, even beyond COVID-19 pandemic. So it's great, my great pleasure to welcome Ryan Carpenter to our show today. Ryan, it's so good to have you with us today. Oh, hello, Janet. Thanks so much for having me back on. And I've actually got to tell you how much I love this podcast uh, and how, as a leader, how much I've learned My commute to the great Estacada School District is about 20 minutes, which gives me just the right amount of time to listen to one of your podcasts. And so it gets me in the right mind for the day. It keeps me focused on on developing our leaders and looking at systems, uh, not just the individual fires that are occurring (laughs) on a daily basis. And so it strengthens my lenses to develop leaders and not manage leaders. So it's a privilege to be back and just thank you for what you're doing here today. Thank you. Thanks so much. You know, it's healthy for me to have to be reflective uh, to think about the topics for those podcasts as well. It's really, it's helped me become stronger too, Ryan. So glad to, glad to do it. So let's start out as we think about, gosh, this past year and the issues and problems and, you know, environmental components that you all have faced. Can you start by telling us a little bit about the the wild wildfires that impacted your community last September, October, November, and how did your team navigate and balance those impacts of the fires and the uncertainty as the pandemic was working side by side? Yeah, well, thank you. And, you know, many leaders in all organizations had to deal and battle with different crises that occurred really throughout this pandemic. But on the very first day of school this fall, a major wildfire really started inside of our 750 square mile school district boundary in Estacada, Oregon. And this fire required the entire school district to evacuate for seven days, which was a mass displacement of our families, our students, and our employees. Uh, It required a school district who was already beginning a school year in a completely different model and operation to switch to a crisis response mode right out the gate, preparing school sites for emergency shelters, preparing our locations to become a central command area, 
for all first responders, and even using our buses and our bus driving force to evacuate assisted living facilities. And so this, uh, this mass evacuation also displaced our leaders. And so it required for us to find new and innovative ways to connect as decisions were being made fast. And the need to cascade that communication was so critical. The one thing that we learned is there was so much emotion that was being communicated from the community community, from families, from employees, uh, that we really need to, needed to be careful to make sure that we were making good decisions that was focused more on evidence and data, not solely based on the emotion. And so ultimately that Riverside fire, as it was named later, burnt 138,000 acres oh of gosh. our school district and destroyed a little over 150 structures. So it was a big deal for us at the beginning of a school year when we're trying to learn how to teach during a pandemic as well. I can't imagine now you're closer to the end of the year as you've gone through, you know, starting at that beginning. You have to look back, Ryan, and feel so proud of the people in your community and in your district. You know, it's funny because it does feel like it was five years ago now that the beginning of that happened. We've just, we've just, you know, engaged in so much as a community, but I, I could not be more proud of not only the community, but our employees. You know, it could have been easy to just say, well, this is not a school thing. Let's just wait until kids came back. But our school district was a part of being the first responder and we were checking in on kids and providing resources uh, and just doing so much to try to reach out and help in whatever way we could. And I too was proud, but it was it was quite an experience, that's for sure. I bet it was. So thinking about that, what processes and routines did, did your district put in place to prevent breakdowns and resiliency? For sure. Well, that's a great question and really a very complex one uh, at the time. We knew that our community needed to get out immediately, but we also knew that that would expose so many families to the virus itself. We had families who were living in RVs in a parking lot at the mall. Um, We had families who were moving in with other relatives, etc. Fortunately for our team, we had proactively worked to prepare for events such as these. Uh, We had many tabletop exercises that kind of prepared us to work well uh, as an aligned system. And by the way, uh, if you're a school leader who's listening to this podcast, ask your school system to conduct a real live student reunification drill. That's the true test <laughs> of readiness. Yeah. Uh, but again, that's, you know, we, we had prepared for that. And so back to this crisis, our greatest challenge during the evacuation was taking inventory of our employees and students. And so our leaders were checking in on our employees and our employees were checking in on our students. And so fortunately, again, our district, thanks to great partnership with Studer Education, we had already hardwired some systems that allowed us to accelerate our connections during this very challenging time. And rounding and daily huddles were our primary driver to collect the data to allow us to make the best decisions for our district and our community. Yeah, and thank you for sharing some of your work, Ryan. You know, I love it when I get get some of the samples. I, I look at those and wow, what great work that you're doing and building that communication. So in the AASA article, you explain two-way communication, how that's a top priority for you. You know, what did your leaders learn as you focused on communication and employee engagement? Because you've shared a number of really great examples. 
Oh, thank you. You know, during this crisis, and, and really the reason why we wrote this article for AASA was building that resilience. And it was building that resilience in this crisis that allowed us to really reflect on some things that we knew were having a positive impact as we were reacting so quickly to so many different changing situations. But of those two, you know, we we really would like to give credit to rounding, which we believe is a quick and sustainable way to keep boots on the ground and ensure that we the school district, the organization are listening to our frontline employees and responding quickly to the needs and concerns, as well as collecting data to measure if the improvement actions currently in our systems are achieving their desired results. So for our leaders who were listening at this time and who continue to listen, and they're they're not just hearing about, you know, what's going on in the hallways, but they're hearing about actions and rounding. If you're a leader who's rounding for the first time, by the way, uh, or are hearing about rounding for the first time, it's really easy to do and so valuable. In fact, I think it's the most important action that the leaders inside the Estacada School District do. And just really quickly, in Estacada, we ask four questions. What is going well? What can we celebrate and who has helped you be successful? What barriers exist for you right now? And do you have anything else that you need to be successful in terms of resources? So in the in the wildfires that we're talking about today, we just quickly changed those four questions as we started rounding with our employees. And these questions were th- these four questions. Are you in a safe place? Do you know of any employees or teammates who need help? Do you have the resources that you need to continue to work and keep teaching while displaced? And have you begun checking in with your students? And if so, what are you hearing? And so our ability to pivot because we had hardwired collecting this data and checking in with our families and and our employees prior to our leaders were able to collect this data, and then they were able to cascade it across the organization in our daily leader huddle, which was an idea inspired by Janet Pilcher. I got this from you uh, in one of your weekly roundtable discussions. And so really, you're a you're a first responder uh, in, in our family as well, because without, without being it. part of that, I don't get ex- inspired to take what you are teaching there. But through our daily leader huddles, we were able to listen to updates from every single leader in our organization. They were able to reach out for supports and the needs from each other. And then as the superintendent or the CEO, I was listening for areas where leaders were stuck. And through this process, I was able to work one-on-one with leaders to support them, to grow them, and to strengthen them. And so I'm proud because instead of defaulting to crisis mode, or management mode, our hardwired work and installment of evidence-based leadership allowed me to keep developing our leaders as they were leading through the crisis. And so it was so impactful for us to work through that together as a team. Ah, that's so, Ryan, so good. I love what you just said. As you're implementing those tactics, you're still growing and developing leaders, you know, through the process of when they're dealing with the crisis. The timing of your rounding sample couldn't come at a better time at this 
today I put out the rounding with purpose, right? And I think it's going to be, so rounding is there, but the, the point is that really, really pull those rounding questions into whatever is in front of you right now as we're continuing to make those changes and going through continuous change. And that's a great way to model, you know, what I was talking about this morning with really building that rounding purpose. Because we tend to give it, like, what if, what, you know, they're the same old questions. What if it gets stale? I'm like, well, don't make it stale, yeah. <laughs> you know, change it. I mean, use the concept to really get at what you're trying to to accomplish and to get the input that's most significant to you. you great example there. Yeah, you're saying that just right too. And rounding should never be stale because as a leader, there are so many different action plans that we have or change agents that we have in the system. And we're always curious the impact of those change agents throughout the process. And so I may be rounding on employee engagement one day and on student engagement the completely different day or students having access to the general education classroom, which is another goal of the Estacada School District. So those four questions change all the time. And it's all about collecting the information so that we can make the best decisions for our school district. So you said it just right. Yeah, absolutely, Ryan. So as we close today, as you've gone through the wildfires, COVID-19 pandemic, you know, it's impacted all of us. It's very much impacted your district and your community with immense challenges that you've had in front of you. And again, I just want to congratulate you and for the, for this past year and know that you're feeling pretty good about being at the place that you are right now. So what advice would you like to share with leaders who, who want to help their teams remain focused during times of uncertainty and crisis? Yeah, that's a great question. I would first recommend don't lose sight of the data. Intentionally collect data to help make informed decisions instead of emotional decisions during a time when emotions are heightened. I would recommend to create an effective, short and sustainable framework for collecting and sharing wins to help sustain motivation, especially when motivation is running low or when fatigue is high. You have to collect your wins and you have to share the good things of your journey as well through the process. I would also just encourage leaders to listen to your staff in your community and make decisions that align with their vision and their needs. And alignment becomes even more crucial during a crisis. And you've got to have those arrows pointing in the right direction. And then lastly, I would recommend hardwiring best practices in place before emergencies happen and practice for all types of emergency events so that exceptional response to urgent situations becomes muscle memory, not reactionary. And by the way, for our listeners, if you're interested in more resources about the rounding or about daily huddles that we talked about, I recommend reading any book written by Quinn Studer or this podcast host, Janet Pilcher. I didn't invent any of these things. I got them from these authors and from this framework. And if you want to see how a specific school district is using it, I encourage those to check out the Estacada School District website. We're located in Oregon, and we have a whole continuous improvement section available to you. We want to help because a lot of different school districts and coaches have helped us in this journey as well. And you can also check out our YouTube channel at ESD 108 Communications and uh, we just enjoy and invite anyone to come join us for this great continuous improvement journey. 
that's great, Ryan. And we'll put those up on our website as well. So they'll have them here. And then as a connection to resources, we have a resource page that connects to this. So we'll connect them back to the great work that you're doing. Just unbelievable, you know, unbelievable with what you all have accomplished, your great desire and relentless drive to, to be the best that you can be as a superintendent and to instill that in the people that you lead. Uh, so honored to be here with you today. Thank you so much. Thank you. Ryan and the Estacada School District leaders are, gosh, they're just premier leaders. They have an unwavering resolve to be an excellent school district. It's our honor to work with this team at Estacada School District. We're grateful to all of you in the district for giving us that opportunity. Thank you for tuning in to Accelerate Your Performance. Please share the podcast, share the episodes that you've heard, and just connect to us at studereducation.com slash podcast. Love to hear from you at any time that you'd like to reach out. Look forward to connecting with you next time as we continue to focus on the nine principles for organizational excellence so that we can be our best at work. Have a great week.